You're listening to episode 62 of Friending, a podcast that helps women have life-giving female friendship, no matter what season they're in. My name is Noelle Rhodes, and I have been studying female friendship for the last four years. I am a pastor, a former missionary, and now I am doing some playwriting. More on that to come. But one thing is for sure, any woman who wants to boldly live out their call and great purpose will need a few good female friends for the journey. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you some thoughts, and sometimes I will share some conversations with other friends about what it means to do female friendship in this modern day, and why as women who love Jesus need to be on the forefront of doing the important work of building healthy friendship in our lives. After all, it was Jesus who said in John chapter 13, verse 35, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Dear friend, now as a follower of Jesus, I use prayer to communicate with God. I bring him all my feelings, worries, questions, complaints, and gratitudes. When my friends and I talk with God together, pray together about our feelings, worries, questions, complaints, and gratitudes, it is incredibly encouraging. There is a peace that I just can't explain, but it's there. Whether it's just two of us across the table with coffee praying, or a group of us on Voxer lifting each other up from all parts of the world, there is an undeniable power that is cultivated through those prayers. You know, in all the ways I spend time with friends, prayer is by far my favorite because I know that God is listening and He hears us and He answers. Not always in the way that we'd like Him to, but He does. And not always in the timely fashion that we also would like Him to do, but He will. Now, there are two stories I want to share with you from the Bible that I think are so important, so crucial to why it is absolutely necessary to pray with our friends, especially if they're followers of Jesus. There's absolutely no reason why we wouldn't pray with our friends. In fact, let me just be bossy for a hot second and say this. When we're spending time with a friend or friends who believe in the power of prayer, who love God and follow God, why wouldn't we take a moment to pray? and ask God on behalf of our friends. I mean, this is something that I used to be terrible at. I'm going to be completely honest with you. For years, I would miss opportunities to just stop and pray with my friends when they share their burdens, their concerns, their questions. And I would try to like listen to them and give them advice. But now I've learned, listen and then pray. And especially when we're in groups, what an amazing opportunity to go before the creator of all the universe and ask him to act on our behalf. Okay, here are two stories in the Bible that I think are really important and super crucial as to why we should be praying with our friends on a regular basis and how through prayer we will experience breakthrough. If you go into the Old Testament, there's a book called Daniel. And essentially, the book is mostly about the life of Daniel. 
I'm not going to go into this episode about the the book and and who wrote it and when it was written and even really like the details of who Daniel was. But if you want to go on YouTube and type in the Bible Project and type in Daniel and there's a great overview there. But just to save time, I want to share a little small story. And that is Daniel was considered one of the wise men uh, that lived during the time of King Nebuchadnezzar, who was not a man who followed God. Okay. And basically, Nebuchadnezzar has this terrible dream in Daniel chapter two. It, it upset him so much he couldn't sleep, it says. And so Nebuchadnezzar wanted all of his wise men, his sorcerers, his magicians, all the people that he would consider wise or having access to mysteries and knowledge. He wanted them to tell him what the dream was and then interpret it. He didn't want to tell them what the dream was, and then they interpreted it. And of course, everybody was like, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, that's impossible. And he got so mad, so ticked off, that this is what he did in chapter 2, verse 12. It says, because of this, the king, Nebuchadnezzar, became violently angry and gave orders to destroy all the wise men of Babylon. The decree was issued that the wise men were to be executed, and they searched for Daniel and his friends to execute them. Because Daniel and his friends, and these were friends who also loved and followed God, they were wise men too with Daniel. And so this was a problem. This was not good news, okay? The king is going to kill them because he wanted the wise men and the magicians and the sorcerers and the mediums and the Chaldeans to all tell the king what he had dreamt and then interpret it. And, you know, that's not possible for someone to do that apart from God doing something. And of course, Daniel believed that God could do something because in verse 17, it says this, and this is so powerful, guys. It says that Daniel went to his house and told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah about the matter urging them to ask the God of the heavens for mercy concerning this mystery so Daniel and his friends would not be destroyed with the rest of Babylon's wise men. So they prayed and they asked God to help them. And you'll see in verse 19 that God does. It says that the mystery was then revealed to Daniel in a vision at night and Daniel praised the God of the heavens. This is because him and his friends got together and they prayed and they asked God to show them this great mystery. And of course, Daniel was able to go tell the king and they were spared. This is a great story to encourage us that when there are times where it feels impossible, impossible, and there's so much tension and stress and uncertainty, and it just looks like it's going to go a bad way, you know, the outcome is not going to be good. That when we come together and we pray as friends and, inv and invite God to help us in the situation, to give us the wisdom and knowledge we need, well, He hears us. Now, I want to just be very clear, though, that God doesn't always answer us in the way that we think He should. Now, of course, I'll tell you right now, there's been many times in my own life where I've kind of been a little bit bossy and have said to the Lord, um, you know, could you help us and could you help us in this specific way? And here's the thing. God is all knowing. He has the full picture, which I don't. And so sometimes he answers my prayers in ways that I don't actually like. But I have to trust that what he says is true, which is 
We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Romans chapter 8 to 28, okay? So God is working out these things for our good, although we may not understand why he's doing it the way he's doing it. And certainly there's been things in my own life where God has answered or he hasn't answered yet. And I'm like, what gives Jesus? But even in my sassiness, because sometimes I can be kind of sassy in my prayers, I'm trying to work on this. But even in my sassiness, God welcomes me to, to talk to him talk to him about what I need, and certainly talk to him about what my friends need. So this is an amazing opportunity, okay, to come together and pray, 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 pray. Another really great story that I absolutely just love is found in Acts chapter 12, verses 5 through 17, okay? So here's what happens is Peter is put in prison, okay? And it says in chapter 12, verse 5, that there was constant prayer offered to God to him by the church, okay? And in in, in verse 6, this is what happens. When Herod was about to bring him out, that night Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers, and the guards before the door were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly. And his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. And so he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real. But he thought he was seeing a vision. In verse 10, it says, When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city, which opened to them on its own accord. And they went out and went down one street and immediately the angel departed from him. This is crazy, but this really happened. It's so cool. Verse 11. And when Peter had come to himself, he said, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the Jewish people. Verse 12. So when he had considered this, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a girl named Rhoda came to answer. When she recognized Peter's voice because of her gladness, she did not open the gate, but ran in and announced that Peter stood before the gate. But they said to her, You're beside yourself. Yet she kept on insisting that this was so. So they said to her, it's his angel. Verse 16. Now Peter continued knocking. And when they opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But motioning to them with his hand to keep silent, he declared to them that the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go tell these things to James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to another place. Guys, this is a story about a bunch of people, friends of Peter, who were praying for his deliverance from jail, and God heard and sent an angel to deliver Peter in this crazy cool way, okay? So there is such power in praying with our friends. And I want to encourage us to start doing this more now than ever. God wants us to pray together. 
He wants us to gather together and talk to him about what is going on in each other's lives. So powerful. Okay, so here's the thing. Outside of something that has been deemed prayer time, like a prayer group or prayer meeting, sometimes it can feel a little bit awkward to pray with friends. Believe it or not, it can feel a little bit weird to pray with friends who pray on their own. Here's what I'm going to suggest. I suggest being the friend who just starts doing it on a regular basis. And I know that can be scary for some, but I will promise you the more you do it, the less weird it feels. Now, it may make them feel a little bit weird and strange, but that's okay because prayer is powerful. And even though it might make a friend who follows Jesus feel a little bit uncomfortable, eventually the more you do it, they'll just know this is part of your friendship. This is how you love one another is you talk to the Lord about each other and for each other. So again, I mentioned this before, but I I was terrible at this. I only saved my prayer requests for when I was by myself or if it was a prayer meeting. And now when my friends are sharing with me their burdens, their worries, or even their joys, I listen. Sometimes they ask a couple more questions. And then I really do try my hardest to bring it to Jesus. And of course, right now, as this is being recorded, And because I live in New Jersey, I don't get to see a lot of my friends who follow the Lord on a regular basis in person. It's just not really a common occurrence right now. So my interaction with them is often via Zoom or on Voxer, Marco Polo. And I have learned that even in those situations, it's an opportunity to pray. So I can legit like be listening to a friend's Voxer message, hop on to respond, and like literally 30 seconds into my response, I just kind of break out into a prayer because the truth of the matter is there are just some things in life. I, I The best support I can offer, the very best thing I can do is just to pray for my friend. And I want to also say it's important to not just wait to pray for the big things, you know, the really, really bad things, the things that just seem so hard. But actually, it's really good to pray for the little stuff too, the things that you may think, ah, Is that really a big deal? Does God really care? Of course he cares. He invites us to cast all of our worries and burdens to him, on him, because he cares about us. And if we care for our friends, we are going to do the same thing for them. We're going to help them carry that burden to him. So even if my friend is like, yo, could you just pray that my four-year-old starts sleeping through the night because them getting up at 3 a.m. every night is affecting my mental abilities, my emotional health, my marriage. And is that like a huge, major life issue? In the grand scheme of things, no. However, it is important. No matter how small it may seem, it is very important. And so, of course, right there and then, I'm just going to be like, Lord, help so-and-so to sleep through the night, give them good dreams, help that sleep to be satisfying. And I pray for my friend that they're going to be having good night's sleep. And I pray that throughout the week that they get stronger and they feel like they're getting better mental clarity and they're getting along with their spouse. I mean, I will just pray in the middle of this time together. And I don't make it long, okay, because it doesn't need to be, and it certainly doesn't need to be fancy. I mean, one of the things I try to encourage people is, you know, talk to Jesus like you talk to your friends, you know what I mean? Uh, Of course, have reverence and respect. Of course, recognize that you're talking to the creator of the universe, but there's no these and thous and Father God and none of that. Just, you know, 
Be authentic, be real, be honest about where you're at and what you're feeling and bring these requests to the Lord. So the first thing I want to say is the best way to start praying with your friends to experience breakthrough is just to start doing it, doing it on a regular basis. One of the things that we do, and I've said this so many times in the last episode where where we talked about anxiety and friendship, I, I mentioned this, but the biggest lie the Christian women say to their friends is this lie of, I will pray for you. Instead of praying right there and then, we make this promise that we're going to pray later. And 99% of the time, we forget and don't. Some of us are really good about doing that, but most of us, like myself, don't. We just forget. And so the best thing to do is when someone is talking to you about their life, just pray for them. Listen gotta listen. Okay. You don't shut people up with prayer. That's not cool, but you listen. Maybe you ask a couple questions just so you can kind of get a better understanding of what's going on. Refrain from immediately giving advice or an opinion, but pray and ask the Lord to bring them wisdom. Ask the Lord to bring them breakthrough. Ask the Lord to heal them. Ask the Lord to provide for them. Ask the Lord to show his favor upon them and watch what God will do. It's crazy. I've seen crazy cool things happen in my friends' lives that, man, it bolsters my faith. Now, I got to tell you, there have been some times I've prayed for years for a friend on a particular issue, like like 13 years, and God had been what seemed to be silent. And it was discouraging and hard, but I will say this, it is very hard to wait on God to answer. Very, very difficult to wait. It's much easier when you're waiting with praying friends. So just to wrap that point up, it's important that we start making prayer just a part of the culture of our friendships with those who love God and also believe in the power of prayer. Just make it normal. Just do it and do it frequently. The second thing I really think is so, oh my gosh, guys, this is like the biggest thing. We got to pray with the power of scripture, okay? God has given us so many awesome promises in his word that when we pray scripture, it is like, boom, you know, it's like a game changer. It's, we got to allow scripture to guide our prayers. Listen, pour out your heart to the Lord, of course, but bring scripture into it. Let it be the bedrock of which you're standing on because It's not about praying our opinions or praying our desires and wants and wish lists and to-do lists. It's about asking God for his will to happen in our life, to really seek his kingdom first. And the best way to do that is to design our prayers, to create our prayers around what scripture says. So if we're going to pray and we're going to pray with the power of the scriptural promises, we're going to have to probably read our Bibles. And this sounds really elementary, and you might be rolling your eyes at this point, and I don't care, because here's the thing. A lot of us don't really read our Bibles. We read, you know, when we're feeling a little sad, maybe we'll open up to the book of Psalms, or if we need a little bit of faith and encouragement, maybe we'll go to the Gospels. But but we're not really reading our Bible on a regular basis. We're not reading it within its context of how it's written. The best way to grow in your understanding of what God says through his word is to read your Bible every day through. 
Okay, so meaning like read through a book, go with a reading plan. Don't just like read a scripture here and a scripture there and try to like make it work for what you want it to say. Read it in its entirety. I cannot stress that enough. Now, again, you're going, you, you, you might be mad at me. I don't care. This is so key. This is so important. This is going to really build your faith but also give you that bedrock and that confidence from which to pray from because the Bible is our opportunity. It is our way to know this God of who we're praying to. That's the only way you're going to get to know him is by reading about him. So I really encourage you to like get serious about reading the Bible. And I, I mean that like legit. It's time. Wake up. It's time. Here are some Bible resources I love. I'm just going to throw them at you because you're my friend. You probably know about these already if you follow the Lord and you are a follower of Jesus, but you may not know them. So if you don't, here you go. Two apps that I love are the YouVersion app, which is free, and it's got tons of reading plans there, and Dwell. Dwell is an app where the Bible's read to you, and I I like that app because they've got some really great voices, and I'm very picky about what voices I listen to on um, audio because I'm a podcaster, and you know I'm I'm kind of spoiled about that. But Dwell is fabulous. It is a paid for app, means you got to put a little money there, but it's worth it. Okay, okay. Another resource that I highly recommend is a podcast. Yes, another podcast different from this one. It's called the Bible Recap Podcast. It actually works in conjunction to the version chronological reading plan, and it is such an amazing resource. I have a friend who, with a group of friends, they're doing the version reading plan that coincides with the Bible Recap Podcast. It has been such a game changer for them. It's amazing. I mean, I am watching my friend who's doing this with her other friends just completely transform her mind, her faith. I mean, they're praying together. It's it's powerful, okay? When friends read the Bible together, watch out, okay? If they're praying and they're reading the Bible together, watch out. The world will change. But I really like this resource because it sort of, you, you read the, the scriptures that are set out and then... Tara Lee Cobbler gets on the Bible Recap podcast and does like an overview, kind of explains it. It's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing, and it's free. It's I, I cannot go on about it enough. I'm gushing here, but truly, it's amazing. Okay, um, the other resource I love, which you can find on YouTube, is the Bible Project. Hello, that thing is awesome. I mean, for any of us, especially those of us who have been studying the Bible for a while and it could kind of get a little stale. I love going and watching those videos because I think it sort of like refreshes my mind what each book is about. Go check out that. And then online, there is She Reads Truth, which is an amazing online resource that does Bible studies through books, the Bible. And then of course, if you want something maybe more topical based, go check out Right Now Media and there's tons of Bible study videos that you can buy and watch. One of my friends and I did the She Reads Truth study on Ruth and it was so good. It was just so good. In fact, I think she was living in a different country at the time, but we did it and then we'd like vox her once a week about what we were learning and what God was talking to us about through it. Powerful. And then we were like using it to pray for one another. Guys, the power of praying 
the Word of God, you cannot compare. It is exciting. Oh my gosh. I'm like ready to jump up and down. But again, to recap what I'm trying to say here is if you want to pray the will of God, if you want to pray upon scriptural promises that we see in His Word, you got to read it. You got to know it. You got to study it. You got to make it a part of your everyday life. So it's time to get real and start reading the Bible. I'm sorry. And look, look, you're going to have problems with it. You are. There's going to be parts of this you're going to have a lot of questions. I'm not here to be like, oh, it's just so easy. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you, your life will change. It will change. I'm going to put all these resources in our show notes because I'm so serious about this. I really am. Okay. The last thing I want to say about praying with your friends to find breakthrough is this. Prayer is going to shape the nature of your friendships. It is a game changer. You're going to find that when you start praying together, you are going to not gossip as much. (laughs) You're not going to complain as much. You're not going to be as judgmental about other people because prayer is aligning you with the character of God. It's just crazy what happens. So I am a huge advocate of praying with your friends who believe in the power of prayer. It's going to make your friendships better, stronger. I mean, when you pray with somebody on a regular basis, when you know that the culture or the DNA of the friendship includes prayer as a very natural element of the relationship, you're going to go deeper in friendship. I mean, people ask me all the time, how do you go deeper? How do you make an acquaintance more like a close friend? How do you uh, move from, you know, kind of a friend to, you know, best friend? A, A prayer. Prayer is a great way to do that. When you're consistently praying for one another, you are going to find that your hearts grow closer to one another. It's so true. Ecclesiastes 4 says this. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 12. And if someone overpowers one person, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. Let me say it again. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. And that picture for me, this has been so helpful to me, is when my friend and myself wrap ourselves around the power of Jesus, like two separate cords wrapping around him, that that relationship is not easily broken. It just tightens it and it, it makes it stronger. It's just amazing. So I really encourage you to get serious, start praying with your friends. It's not weird if it just becomes what you do. I will also mention this, that, you know, my friends who don't believe in the power of prayer, sometimes because they know I'm, I'm, I'm a praying person, they'll call me and be like, hey, will you pray about this? And I will, you know, I don't force prayer on people. That's, that's not how I, I go, especially if they're not people who, uh, you know, believe in Jesus or believe in prayer. I would never do that because I personally believe in the power of prayer. I may pray for them privately with the Lord, but I would never force it. And I will say this though, that people do know I pray. And even if they're not the praying type, Many times they've asked me to pray for them, whether it has to do with a loved one that's sick or they themselves are going through something. And I will say, well, is it okay if I pray right now? And sometimes they say yes. And sometimes they say, you know, maybe you could wait when when I'm not here. And I honor that. I just do. That's something that I have decided is how I'm going to do it. But people do know I pray and I'm happy to pray for my friends. It is 
my joy to pray for my friends. Okay, I want to wrap this up because it's getting long, but please, this is so powerful. Don't miss the opportunity of praying with your friends who also pray and also love God. Make it a part of what you do. Have it be built upon scripture. So get real about reading the Bible. And then, you know, allow it to form your friendships and make your friendships more like Jesus. Okay. Just want to remind everybody that I am not releasing any new episodes for friending in the month of December. I'm taking the month off and celebrating the holiday with my family, but I will be releasing an audio Advent devotional called Good Tidings, which is for anyone who's feeling a little anxious and worried this Christmas season. And if you're interested in that audio Advent devotional, the way you get it is by signing up, and I will put that link in the show notes for you. Would love to have a little Advent journey with you. That'd be so fun. All right, that's all I got for today. Go pray with your friends. There's no reason not to. Till next time, I'm your friend, Noelle.